At the UPS Store, we know things can get busy this upcoming holiday. You can count on us to be open and ready to help with any packing and shipping or anything else you might need. Is there anything you can't do? Um, actually, I don't have a good singing voice. <clears throat> the UPS... Nope. But our certified packing experts can pack and ship just about anything. At least that's good. Your local, the everything you need to be unstoppable store. The UPS Store. Be unstoppable. The UPS Store locations are independently owned. Product services, pricing, and hours may vary. See center for details. Escaping the same thing, keep it while we change lanes to get the town, go to NC, we take the scenic route. Yeah, we finna ride out, leave the city, got my foot up on the pedal, few dollars on the petrol, letting loose, smooth sailing, do whatever, cause the weather is nice outside, and if you don't mind, put on a little knife and drive slow, doing 85, not today, boy, listen, we in the zone, you feel it for willing, we hit the road, and at your request, you can pick the destination you want, ain't no use in hesitating, get ghost hair blowing in the wind with my sunshades on up the coast, love it when we roll together on cruise control, cause we all... I'ma hit the road, bump till my speakers blow, eyes real chinky low Choking off this west coast, trees with a pretty young thing And she on me trying to see how to freaking go Hard, plenty seats, plenty bar from the boulevard Lawson, boss getting green like I'm Boston Crossing the cotton and accomplishing sonically Bombing on your niggas like Saddam, my God, it come on, on, on Dipping in the fast lane, baby, if you're with it, let's go, go, go and I ain't even trippin', detour in a two-door Chrome, see we on the night Five miles an hour when I'm riding by Punch hit me on the hip like what's happening, fam Got some talking, no chase, a full tank of gas From the coast, so I seem to have heard it all before But my brother Knife Wonder got so much soul And the music, see, we gonna take around the globe Keep it moving, how we do it for show We oh, on cruise control Stitching, that put me on it. Top dog Venice, shoe lace in the business. Everybody get offended. I teach you little niggas how to move. Pay attention, I'm constantly apprehensive. Ain't trying to get apprehended. I spend my day sitting in the 770 vision, wishing I was in the street, coming through the palm trees. California state of mind, project refugee. Raised in the city of God, with a semi slug. Fly right by, we ain't tripping, we don't wonder why. Why? It's just a day in my lifetime. See recline, busy zoning off the skyline Hollywood Hills, got my eyes on the bill Holding court with the bosses, they feeling high jail It's real, in the night of Yamashiro's With TM and Illy, we on cruise control Floating on the 405 to the 10 West I've been around the world, but my city's got the best Weather in the world, if you know what I'm talking about Lay your seat back and just relax on cruise control
Song1Radio.net Bringing radio back to its roots Chuck Dizzle So I'm a little different today man It's gonna be a little You know Some shit that we, we've done before But I felt like it was only right That you know Somebody that I, I, I know personally um, And who I always have great conversations with um, and, you know Just always a great storyteller Good person You know what I'm saying A, a pioneer in this music shit This hip hop shit This jazz shit And just uh, all around good person, man. Terrace Martin is in the building with us right now. Peace uh, and love. Yeah, there we go. There we go. There we go. So Peace look, and love. this is a little different. What we do, man. This is this is different than the Thursday night homegrown radio live segment that we always do, and that that people are familiar with us um, doing every week. Um, I, I wanted you to come through, bro, and just and just take over our whole the whole site, the whole show, the whole stream. You want me everything. to rap and dance too? I mean, hey, you shuck and jive. Do what you got to do. Can I rap and dance? Hey, you can do and whatever. smile at the same time. You know what's funny? It's one thing that I've noticed out of this whole time. I've known you for about seven, eight years now. Long time, man. And you've always claimed that you was going to bring your saxophone here. You've never brought your saxophone. What? I'm thinking I, about, yeah, cause I, where I'm parked at, I'm thinking okay. about really going to get it right now, actually. It's do you really you have it in that. the car? What? Yes, I have it So I, th- than- I think before you leave, you have to crack the saxophone. Well, we got to keep pouring one. Oh, no, no. We're going to do that. So we're going to make sure we keep because, pouring Because, up. see, the, the energy speaks to me. And, hold on, what? <laughs> oh, no. The, As okay. he tossed it a cup. The energy said, hold up. The, okay, not yet, then. All right, so, <laughs> so we're going we gonna to hold up for just a little bit. But honestly, I wanted you to take over, man, because I think you, you're one of these people. And I don't even want to just box you in as an artist, but you're one of these people who I feel has um, a, a lot of history, a lot of knowledge um, that, that people can really, you know, learn from you know not only just with west coast hip-hop but just the music culture so i really want to get a chance to kind of talk about your story how you got into the game you know the stuff that people may not know about mm-hmm. and then obviously the things that you're doing right now um hashtag to pimp a butterfly you know what i'm saying you know to saying? pimp a butterfly come God, on y'all velvet Del- Del- portraits keep you know going to I mean? get that hello so uh you know first and foremost uh and one thing that we're going to obviously talk about in the beginning of all this um wh- where does the story start for or with terrace martin Man, just a young dude from L.A. that had a dream, that grew up in a house of music from Los Angeles, California. Mm-hmm. You know, the real Los Angeles, cool. not the outskirts. And, um, you know. I, and, I, and for the people that aren't from L.A., what does that mean? Um, well, you know, it's, it's, it's other cities. I mean, it's, L.A.'s big. Right. But my address really said Los Angeles. So it wasn't like, right. you know, and this is no, no crazy thing, but it, it's not. it wasn't like Orange County or, of course. or um, you know, or, or you know. I'm scared to say anything. Everybody gets so offended, man. Yeah. Everybody every, in the every city's going to get me. Yeah, yeah, they're yeah. going to they're going to get mad. And I don't want nobody to get mad. So I'll just say I'm, you know, I'm from Los Angeles. I think that's the best way to put it though. Your address said Los Angeles. My address said Los Angeles. Anything man. otherwise is uncivilized. You know. <laughs> you know. My address said Los Angeles. But, you know, and that that that's that says a lot right there just being being from LA but you know, really trying to maintain being myself throughout throughout my life at a time when being yourself, I grew up at a time when being yourself wasn't really the shit if you was different than gangbanging. Right. You understand? So just always maintaining my sanity and, uh, you know, my zen, man, just trying to keep cool and everything. Of course, there's been a couple of slip-ups in my life, but, but for the most part, all that plays into my music. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now, now as far as the, the hip-hop shit, I mean, we've talked about it before and mm-hmm. how, how Easy e was a, a huge influence on you. Mm, and yeah, you've been able yeah. to see him at the Rhodium Swap Meet. Um, talk talk about that and what the rhodium swap meet means to you. And for the people, again, we're gonna have to do a back trail for people that don't know what the rhodium swap mm-hmm. meet is, or you know what that meant for LA culture. Yeah. Talk about that and how you got introduced in that, and how you yeah. got introduced to Easy E. Well, you know, in 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 LA culture, 
and I'm sorry, other cultures, but in, I'll just talk for us because that's all. You know, in yeah, LA culture, LA. the swap meet is a big thing for us. Mm-hmm. You know, because we feel it's better deals there. Yeah. I don't know why we feel like that. Really. You know, it, it happens. That shit's expensive. Hey, no. no, no, no. Damn that. I bought a bird for $5 at the swap meet. But, but it died. How long did it die? It died about three weeks later. Exactly. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> you know what the pet code is. have a warranty on his life. Hey, you know what's funny? I bought it at the Rodium swap meet. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I bought a lot of things that didn't work out a couple of weeks later. <laughs> you know, but it's one thing that did work out later in my life. And the Rodium swap meet is where I discovered that I really wanted to do music mm-hmm. and be, be a musician. Because the Rodium in the 80s was like a place, for, first of all, School shopping was the rhodium swap meet for right, us, right, you know, right. shoes and, you know, underwear, socks. And, you know, my mom is a hustler. Mm-hmm. She She's from L.A., so she know how to fast talk them people down there, man. The prices down. Man, huh? <laughs> you know, if my mama found a, a hair on a sock. So, ah, 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 yes, yes. Nah. It was so embarrassing. <laughs> but, but every time she would go shopping. Uh, she would let me go around. It's like she trusted me at the rodium. It was weird. I used to run around by myself. But she, one day I was just walking through. How old were you at the time? Oh God, doc, five, six years Damn, old. Okay, you yeah, know? okay. This is my earliest moment, of, uh, earliest memory of yeah, yeah. hip hop. Yeah, though, you know. So uh, one of them, one of the top three early. And uh, I, I walked past his record store. It was um, it was in the middle of the rodium, and it was right by the bathrooms and. And the the nachos and the hot dog stand and everything like that, and it was always right next door to the guy that sold the the Nintendo games, not Super Nintendo, the, the Nintendo. Nintendo games. <laughs> um, but a cat named Steve Yano ran a record store there that a lot of people came through. Like, um, well, the mainly like when I was that the trip I'm talking about when I went there was a guy DJing, and Steve was right there selling records, and I remember seeing like just a gang of different people there, but the guy DJing. And making a live mixtape with ha- just having to be Ice, I mean, just having to be Dr. Dre. Wow. You know, then Easy E was on the side of him, and and this was like when when uh, I'm, I can't, I, I think eight, I think uh, Boys in the Hood was out. Okay. You know, but it was early in WA, very early, like Raider and King hats. Wow. Dickies, you know what I'm saying? It was yeah, you know, and I remember not knowing what a superstar was. Are not knowing anything, any, any of that feeling. Yeah. Six years old, you know, but I remember me seeing Easy E, you know, and just, I just stood from afar and I, I didn't, you know, it was crowded, but I saw a, a short guy, well, he was taller than me then, but he had some Jordans on, you know, 501s, white tee, a Raiders hat, Raiders jacket, and I just remember the first memory Easy I had was he was very kind and talking to women as women. Mm-hmm. And um, he was talking to kids as kids, you know. It wasn't, it wasn't like the records. He was very much a gentleman. He was a and, gangster rapper. And soft-spoken. Mm. No, you knew this nigga was a gangster, though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you felt that, Fair too. Enough. But it, you, you felt gentleman, you know. And, and my, that's my first thing of a star is gentleman. Wow. That's why I always do love records. Like, right. that's my first thing. So it was that. And then just seeing how he moved and everybody respecting him really. I didn't know what he did at the time, but I knew I, I wanted that same respect. You understand what I'm yeah, saying? So. Yeah. It just looked like power, but positive power. You know yeah, what I mean? Shut up, shut up. And then, man, I remember uh, I used to buy out that. I bought my first album from Steve. My first album was a uh, Public Enemy. It'll take a million. Hold, I forgot this something. But, a, a, a billion a day. A million yeah, 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 uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, and I love Public Enemy, of course. But he gave me a free record with that, mm-hmm. and that free record was in WA in the Posse. Wow. So I listened to the Public Enemy record and I loved it. Yeah, because I was a Public Enemy fan. Yeah, but when I put that on, man, and I was. I was hearing the language that I was familiar with. I was hearing words that I knew. 
I was hearing cities that I knew, streets that I knew. I was I was hearing topics that my older brothers and cousins would come home and talk about at the certain events that would take place in the game bank culture. So I would remember, hear. Do I you would, remember the first song that that really resonated what? with you? What the first song was was that resonated with me before I got that record was Boys in the Hood okay. though. You know, so you already were familiar with with who he I was. From, was well, and, back then it wasn't video, it wasn't crazy, so right, you didn't right. you had to kind of imagine what these people looked like when mm-hmm. you first heard something. Yeah, you had to have you had to imagine. But like, that, that's what I'm saying. Like, how did you know at the time? You, you Boys in the Hood was already out. Uh-huh. You seen him at the swap meet. You seen the dude. I didn't make the connection then. Okay, my so older just, cousins had Boys in the Hood. Uh, they was playing boys. They were in the okay. hood, but so you didn't know this guy. I know who the hell they was. Easy E, quote unquote. But when I saw them. And then I'm telling you how exactly how it happened. I bought that album. He gave mm-hmm. me the NWA album, uh-huh. and I paid Plug Enemy. And I remember my mom had just left for church. I said, "I'm gonna, I'm gonna start playing. What's up, but I'm gonna start playing the other record. So I'm gonna start playing uh, the NWA record. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And the first song I heard on the NWA record was Dope Man. Mm-hmm. And I remember hearing that sound, and it was like the most powerful thing I ever heard in my life. The second song I ever heard was Easy E, uh, uh, Eight Ball. Wow. I don't drink brass wow. money. Like to be funky. Nickname yeah. Easy E, yo, eight ball junkie. Wow. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like those those were the first records I heard. Those records right there. That's why I say Easy E is such a major influence. He's literally in the same boat as Miles Davis and John Coltrane to me, to mm-hmm. Terrence Martin. Because without Easy, my parents was in the music, but I don't I really don't believe and this is honestly, I don't but they didn't drive me to it. Got you. Now I may have been born with it, had it in me. The jeans, but all easy that. trigger something, man. When I just saw how you moved, now I wasn't thinking about jazz and shit. Yeah, yeah. I just wanted that. Then you know, I started digging in them records, man, and listening to records, and just figuring out what was what, and asking other people what, how they did them records. All right, so let's get into that, and we are gonna come right back, man. The Terrace Martin take over right here on HomegrownRadio.net. Yo, man, Bring your radio need? back to us, right, man. I need something, man. I need a twenty, man. What you got, man? I, I got this whole team. This shit look like it's going on the road, shit. It's, it's, squat, man. it's real, man. This shit ain't real. Come back with some money. Come on, man. Come with this shit.
40 ounce in my lap and it's freezing my balls. Look the right turn and let the boys go past. Then I say to myself, they can kiss my ass. Get to get drunk like the eight in my lips. Put in the old tape, Marvin Gaye's greatest hits. Turn this shit up, have the bass cold rumpin'. Cruising through the east side, south of Compton. See a big ass, and I say word. I took a look at the face and the bitch switched to the curve. Hold on my tip for the title I'm holding. Easy ease fucked up and got the eight ball rolling. Almost wrecked my shit. Flipped his ass off, put it to the floor. Bottle was empty, so I went to the store. Nigga on tilt, cause I was drunk. See a sissy ass punk had to go in my truck. Reached inside, cause it's like that. Came back out with a silver gap. Fired at the punk, and it was all because I had to show the nigga what time it was. Put up the jammy and like a mirage. A sissy like that got out of dodge. Sucker on me. And got the eight ball rolling. Martin Takeover. That shit makes you proud to be from the West Coast. Word, man. If you're not proud after that song, you gotta, you gotta go. You gotta move. And, and these are the first records you're hearing. This, this yeah. is your inspiration. This yeah. is your, your 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 introduction to to rap music. To rap. Wow. To rap. Well, rap rap that I understood. My the first record I remember hearing. 
Biz Markie. Uh-huh. Uh Nobody beats the biz. Nobody beats the biz. Mm-hmm. That Marky, uh, Marley Moore produced. But see, this is this is something that that resonates with you. This is shit well, that this, you understand, this, this, like the streets and this everything. This was this was because my daddy got this attitude. Mm. So this was just some attitude wise. It just sounded like my uncles and everything. Mm-hmm. It sounded like just people I grew up with because they are like people we grew up with coming right. from L.A. Right. You know, and um, you know we I didn't I didn't realize it then, but. They were like they were black activists, man. Right. You know what I mean? Because it wasn't about no black on black shit. It was like what the police is doing, or they was. I, I I always tell everybody. See, young, I'm from the generation where Ice Cube raised us musically. Mm-hmm. So it's like I remember it took me a while to like learn the gentleman thing because gotcha, I grew gotcha. up with Just a bitch is a bitch. Shit. Right, right. That's what the name of the song was. Yeah. A bitch is a bitch. So if you bought a, a girl a burger, you felt bad inside. Right. <laughs> you felt like the spirit of Ice Cube was looking at you right, like. Right, like take a picture trick like you know what i'm saying <laughs> but uh you know just that that was a lot of energy man that era man but that's that's still in my body man like i i think about easy every time i do a record man i think about easy and miles literally every time now now going towards miles man where, where did the jazz get infused in you i mean you, you talked about not you know your, your, your parents really uh-huh. i mean I, i'll let you tell the story but i mean just listening to you now i mean somebody that's introduced to this at five or six you would think that Hardcore is the the way you're gonna go at this point. Yeah. So where, how did jazz get in, in, introduced in your life? Well, because one, one thing I said earlier, hip hop easy really pushed the button on made me want to do music. But since birth, my parents have been so even in, in the womb. My mom played John Coltrane, gotcha. Love Supreme. Okay. Okay. So it's like you know when you you know children when you have children when you bear children, women's bear children. You know ch- children are like magnets. Mm-hmm. They just pick you know everything sticks to them. They remember everything. They you know they they little snitches they tell on everything yeah, they yeah. just everything they just kids are full of everything right. you know so i think without even realizing the more i found myself hating though i used to hate the sound of john coltrane i used to hate that shit like it would sound like this to me and my dad my, my father at the time when i was growing up um all the rest of my friends' parents would pick them up playing like Easy E, mm-hmm. or playing like uh, you know, it was a big song that uh, Roger, which 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 Shirley Murdoch had a record. Shirley Murdoch had a record called Husband. Do 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 do. You remember that song, Shirley Murdoch Husband? But they the gangsters would play like those songs. So all my friends' parents was gangsters. My dad was a jazz musician. Right, right, right. So, they, so he, he would, would pick me up from yeah. school. <laughs> Playing this loud ass jazz, and I used to be so embarrassed. Like, roll the window that, up. Oh man, I used to like when I heard my dad come around the corner. I would say, "Yo, dad, meet me down the street." <laughs> come on, the you other can't, side. you know, because all friends like, "Yo, dad, playing that crazy music." Yeah, yeah. He play it loud, man. But I, I, I praise God for that because he he knew what he was doing. Mm-hmm. You know, he he knew what he was doing, and I, and I was raised by a village. No matter how hardcore I assumed I was, whatever. No matter where we, you know, I, I grew up in the Crenshaw district. Fresh out the hospital from Slauson and West Boulevard, but I didn't realize I lived. We lived in them kind of places, and right. really until hip hop and shit, course, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, but um, you know, I, I I had a strong upbringing, man, of just music and a lot of freedom, though. Mm. But just music, and then when I really took a liking to the saxophone, my parents were so happy because it was, all my friends, a lot of my friends are dead. Not to have the same cliche story, but my right. my I have the story. Like of course, I mean, a lot of my friends are dead by murder. Usually ninety five percent by murder. Yeah. I had my first friend from a, a fucking regular cause last year passed. Word. Weird emotion because I'm yeah. I'm you know it's like you want to be angry but it's like well oh, you want to but it's just weird. Like, and I've been having then I had a couple of friends just recently passed 
with this whole suicide thing. So dealing with death has always been a weird thing. But anyway, just for the most part, just that that whole thing, man, just that whole thing. This, you know, just just that whole thing. And it's luckily that my parents didn't instill the the jazz thing into me because when when you know hip hop is like basketball in LA, everybody got a little bit of game. Right. <laughs> so you know, it, it gets to be a weird thing when everybody is doing the same thing, unless you know you gotta really just go hard, but. I was around some bad motherfuckers young, and I just, as I was a better, I used to rhyme, but I was a better music person, always a better with, always better with the music, because I always looked up to the musicians. Right, right. You know, without even realizing I looked up to Teddy Riley, I looked up to Teddy Riley. You mm-hmm. understand? Mm-hmm. So, just having that early influence of jazz installed in me, then late, instilled in me, then later on, it just made sense, man. I can't even tell you, I like, I remember the hour it made sense. You know what I'm saying? I just remember, I remember me praying in eighth grade saying, because I used to get into a little trouble. You know um, what, what kind of trouble though? Trouble like what most of these rappers lie about, but uh, you know I don't want to go through that. You know, but trouble like trouble with the police here and there, small shit though, like yeah. stealing shit and just right, right, being right. bad. You know what I'm saying? And being a knucklehead and shit. Being bad and literally like fighting, but having to fight because I really didn't want to be from the hood. But right. then they had all the girls, so right. I kind of wanted to be. Right. Is that, that I didn't want crazy be, dynamic of yeah, wanting was, to be a part of the shit, but not being saying? in it. But the day it changed, man. When I I was praying in eighth grade, I I prayed a couple of prayers and uh, every day. I prayed I want to work with Snoop Dogg, mm. and I prayed I just got to find something to do if this shit don't work. Otherwise, I got to steal car stereos and everything. And the next year, God delivered the saxophone into my life that fast. I saw my uncle play saxophone for some fucking reason. I said, I'm going to play the saxophone. That, yeah. And it was just literally that fast. And I got back. That was the uh, summer. Got back to high school, ninth grade, and God opened another door for me by my first, my first white friend ever happened to be a great saxophone player named Ben Wendell. He only played classical music then. So then I learned the basics of the saxophone through Ben Wendell, which is an awesome jazz musician now. But, you know, you know what I'm saying? So it was just through that, you know, but I still was listening to the dog pound. Of course, you had the other side. I was was still influenced. The first, I was still influenced by my friends, by Mm -hmm. my family, my relatives that were in another life. You know what I'm saying? So it took a while for me to believe that the saxophone could really take me all over the world. Do you understand now, looking back at it, what it was about the saxophone? I mean, I'm sure listening to music and, and, and you know, being around different instruments. I mean, sure you saw somebody with a piano. You uh-huh. saw somebody with some drum sets. I mean, you saw all these other instruments. What was it about? You said your uncle, right? Yeah. Your uncle with the saxophone that really attracted you to say, that's it. Yeah. Well, drums the di- drums are different. You got to be a different, a different person to even play the drum. Mm. You can't be lazy. Gotcha. I'm lazy. Okay. So I don't like setting <laughs> drums up, carrying drums. Right, right. I don't even help drummers carry drums in. I <laughs> you, tell them they should have played the flute. You got this shit, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't carry, carry. Do I have you, have you carry drums in a gig? Not I don't all. carry drums because uh, I, I, I don't have you carry my own. I don't want to. It's too much, too many pieces. Right, 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 right. But I love playing it when they set up. Yeah, yeah. So I didn't want to do the drums. The piano, man, it was it was just, you know. I grew up around some bad piano players, so I was like, whatever, you know. The sax just stuck to me, you know. It was it was cool. It it gave me another level of brain power, discipline, and everything. Because to me, the saxophone is one of the most intellectual instruments. Mm. Just like jazz is one of the most soulful feeling, but yet you have to have a certain level of intellect. Well, let's let's do this, man. I mean, we'll we'll get into this. And you said there's a record we have to play uh, by Guy uh, mm-hmm. that we got to play. But I want to start off with this real quick for the people that aren't uh, into jazz. No, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you. Oh, okay. For the people that aren't into jazz, because this is something that you said you had to kind of get your way into. Like, yeah. this is jazz one-on-one. If you're somebody that's totally, you know, not into that type of music, what what do you feel like is the best introduction record 
to jazz that you have to hear. You know what I'm saying? If you're not from that world, that's the best introduction. Miles Davis, kind of blue. Let me just, just right. start there and just move on from there. But Miles Davis, kind of blue, because there's so many different layers. You know, you got hip hop in that album, funk and everything. In okay. that one album. So we're going to get into that. We're going to come right back. Uh, actually, we'll get into that and then we'll play the T- Teddy Riley record. So what? It's the song, tune, so what? Play so what? That's like. So what? A, a kind of blue, kind of blue. So what? No, it's on. So what is on the kind of blue album? Okay, okay, got so see. Yeah, I'm I'm trying to get educated. My it's damn all self. Good. It's all good. What's the name of it one more time? So it's blue. So what? Miles so Davis. What? So what? So what? Got you. So we're gonna get into that, man. Uh, Terrence Martin taking over right here. Yo, wait. Let me say something about this record. This this record is special because everybody on this record ended up becoming a leader in their own right. You know, everybody ended up becoming a leader. John Coltrane, Cannonball, Adderley, Miles Davis was the leader on this particular record. It's Bill Evans on piano. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's two pianos, Wynn Kelly and Bill Evans on the, on the album, but Bill Evans on this tune. You know, it's a very important song because it was the first one they said, fuck the chords. This is what we're going to do. We have to be ultimate creative. We only have two chords to go over. So that was legendary in this time. This is in the 50s. This is how people was thinking in the 50s. That's the genius.
native to Earth. Nigga, you ain't shit. You ain't even buy me no outfit for the force. I need that Brazilian wavy 28-inch. You playing. I shouldn't be fucking with you anyway. I need a baller-ass, boss-ass nigga. Use an off-brand-ass nigga. Everybody know it. Your homies know it. Everybody fucking know. Fuck you, nigga. Don't call me. I mean, baby, you really think with a mega baby name Mercedes without a Mercedes Benz and 24-inch rims, 5% tinted air conditioning vents? Hell fucking no, this dick ain't free. I need 40 acres in a mule, not a 40 ounce in a pit pool, bullshit. Matador, matador, had a door knocking, let him in. Who's that genitals best friend? This dick ain't free. Pity the food that made the pretty and you prosper. Titty juice and pussy lips kept me up notches, kept me up watching. Pornos and poverty, apology, no. Watch you buy a dick with people that's fortunate like myself. Every dog has his day, now doggy style shall help This dick ain't free Matter of fact, I need interest Matter of fact, it's nine inches Matter of fact, see your friendship based on business Pinching more pinching, your pinching Mark senses, been relentless Fuck forgiveness, fuck your feelings Fuck your sources, all distortion If we fuck, it's more abortion More divorce, course and portion My check with less endorsement Left me dormant, dusted, dude, disgusted Force weight, fuck you, fingers and more shit Porcelain price, pressure, busting twice Choices, devastated, decapitated, divorced me Oh, America, you bad bitch I picked cotton and made you rich Now my dick ain't free I'ma get my Uncle Sam to fuck you up. You ain't no king.
It's party in here. Yo, it's a Terrace Martin. All the takeover. homies always come out. Yeah, for of T-Mac, course, baby. of course, of course, man. The homies and, come out. And we're doing a little takeover, man. This is this is all of the, the tracks. If you guys are listening right now, you're like, man, it's, it's kind of all over the place. You know, you got jazz, you got hip-hop, you got, you know what I'm saying, R&B, you know what I mean? We got all this music, but this is the music that influenced Terrace Martin to do the shit that he does. And we did slip a little gem in there, man, from uh, Kendrick Lamar's album, To Bimpa Butterfly. To pimp a butterfly, excuse me, that's that Rossi already talking right now, uh, for free. Um, but we went there from from uh, from Miles Davis to the for free, um, and then shit to Guy, man, piece of my love, man. So so talk about how all of these uh, these records influenced influenced you, man. I mean the jazz was you know this the the sense of harmony and the sense of harmony and like the swing, but then Teddy Riley is is really really about 65% of my makeup with music Word. because Teddy was the soundtrack to the era that my family and a lot of black families in the urban community was affected by, which is the crack era. Mm. So Teddy Riley, uh, you know, his music really was the backdrop for that. Uh, starting with, uh, Dougie Fresh, the show early. Mm, wow. And then, but you know, the earliest record I remember Teddy, man, um, young, it's like, uh, the Key Sweat record, Make It Last Forever. Wow. And that's wow. the earliest record I remember with Teddy, and it was an R&B record. They used Hella 808, you know what I mean? Yeah. So all of the gangsters, because like I said, I, I used to want to be a gangster, whatever. Right. So they all would play that record. So I you know, I got turned on to those kind of records from that. And then my family was affected by that that, that daily drug. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, it felt like a, a piece of cocaine just hit my living room floor I mean, and talk, spread it. Talk about you know that, man, saying? because I, I think people now, it's been, uh, what, shit, 20, 30 years yeah. since it was at its height. 
And yeah. people tend to just brush over, oh, the crack era. Oh, the crack era. Oh, yeah, well, crack was popular. Like, but they really well, don't. Well, if, if, if you if you wasn't affected by that, 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 That's how that thing, and if you, ain't, if you didn't live through the crack era, then you're going to brush past it. Mm. But if you was affected by that, if your mama or your daddy was stealing phone cords or embarrassing you, some random, weird, yeah. awkward act of crack, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, then you wouldn't even know. But, but anyway, for the most part, Teddy Riley, because that was a part of my life that is part of my makeup, too. Mm. You know, from living in different places and then, you know, living in the Crenshaw Motel for a long time yeah. with my you know, my father. So, you know, but that music was the, was the backdrop to that whole situation. Teddy Riley, uh, uh, Keith Sweat, Guy, Johnny Kemp just got paid, Jane Child. Wow, just got paid. Um, you know, just... Night. But Teddy was wow. producing whole albums that was just... I mean, Bobby Brown, mm-hmm. my prerogative. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But you know that's Teddy. So that's my mom played nothing but Guy records and yeah. Johnny Kemp, and so uh, that music always stuck with my soul, man. Because I I remember that rough era. But then that music was always it made everybody feel good. It made me feel good. Right, no matter how groove me and down shit was. You know, like- I remember. <laughs> Oh, I can't go tell that story about my mama house, but it's, <laughs> it's just it's gonna I, be a lot of stories. Yeah, like it's, that. it's a it's lot like, of stories in my life. But anyway, Teddy yeah. Riley is, you know, and later on I end up praying to work with him, and, and God gave me the opportunity to work with him, and now that's one of my mentors, and I got a chance to sit with him for years, man, and ask him every question, and I really learned. I play an instrument called the Vocorder. Mm. I play a Roland VP five fifty, but well, the first time I, I only not better than Teddy Riley. No, no, I'm saying you do the yeah. shit well. Though. Oh, thank you, thank you. Yeah. But the first time I seen that. Mm-hmm. It was Teddy Riley, and the first time I heard that, like that, in the style that I tried to play, yeah. it was like Teddy Riley in front of my fucking face, man. Wow. Like amazing, like, and he's he's still the king. So, Nobody could outproduce Teddy Riley right now. You, Nobody you, in the world. You mentioned wanting to work with Snoop, praying to work with Snoop, being able to do that. Same thing with Teddy Riley. What what are the questions? What's one of the first questions that you ask these? people that you wanted to work with all these years like for instance you you working with with teddy riley what was one of the first questions that you asked him that you can remember when i felt like it was appropriate for me to ask a question because we're going to talk about that too about yeah. studio etiquette because it wasn't be time for me to ask for right, years man. right right you know you i i learned early in this game to shut the fuck up you know that seems to be the thing nobody knows how to do these days right. but i learned early to shut the fuck up and just learn and just shut up just learn. So with Teddy, you know, when I felt like I could ask him a question, the first question I asked him was, uh, uh, "When you did, I, I, when you did, I, when you did the, the Keith Sweat record and the Guy record, what state of mind was you in? Where was you living at? What was you eating? What equipment did you have? What, what, what were you looking at outside? Was you in a relationship?" I was more or less trying to figure out what drove him to create such a sound that would inspire me to. To feed my children and my mom and everybody else I could, whatever. I just wanted to know what inspired him to do that. And he said, man, I was in Harlem and we I was young just doing music. We wanted to do something different. I met Keith. He, was, he talks like this. I met Keith. And then <laughs> Keith said, yo, Teddy, let's do a record. I said, okay, Keith. So Keith came over. He did the record and we ended up going platinum fast. And that was that. And then Michael Jackson, he did go, you know. Wow. So, but that's Teddy. So, that's kind of what I asked him, you know. And I learned a lot from that. Instead of, oh, you know, uh, what chord is that? Uh, And I wasn't worried about that, Mm -hmm. you know. I could hear what he's doing. I wanted to feel and know what inspired him to do that. So, why why is it important for 
people to shut the fuck up. And the only reason why I ask that, because you, you hear the, the great quote, people always say, closed mouths don't get fed. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So in and, and, and retrospect, retrospect to that, why do you have to shut the fuck up when you're in those situations? Because you got to be cool. <laughs> you just got to be cool, man. Yeah. You got to be cool in the situation. You got to be cool. Like, you don't ever want to be, especially in the studio, or you just coming around. Like, recently, some cats came to my house from Atlanta. I love these young MCs. Um, and they they had a homeboy with them. And they was there, one of my one of my real reputable homeboys from Atlanta in this game, brought him to my house directly. You know, he's part of the, of the whole Dungeon family, Outcast and all them. But he brought him to my house directly. And they was busting for me, and they played their music. I was in love with it. But they had a little couple of homeboys with them. But so I went to the bathroom my, in my own home, mm-hmm. and my my house, not a studio, right. my house. <laughs> so I went to the bathroom because I had to, in my own home, in my house. house. You had to leave the studio to go into the house, <laughs> my personal house. So I, um, you know, um, side note, yeah. So I was going to the bathroom in my house. Did I say house. my house again? Right, right, right. Okay, and one of the, one of their friends followed me. And I was, I just got done washing my hands. Thank God, because I'm at my home. I'm usually lazy and nasty. I don't wash my hands all the time. So <laughs> I just, and right when I opened the door, he had his hand out with his seat. Hey, man, I just wanted to let you know. And it was like, yo, it scared me, man. Yeah. yeah. You know, and I said, don't. And I said, what, yo, are you okay? Are you okay? <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah, what are you doing? That's when your voice gets a little yeah. ele- But he was whispering like, you? yo, I rap, I rap. Nigga, I know. But, even if he rapped like Andre 3000 or 10 times better than Kendrick, there's no way I could listen to his music because exactly. he disrespected his friends in the whole situation. And he walked his unfamiliar ass through my motherfucking house. Like, oh, nigga, who is you? Yeah, but it right, was cool. It worked right, out. Right. You know. Well, is, I hope they're listening to this no, so he learns the lesson. Is there a difference between that uh-uh. and the artist that's in the studio vibing with you, you know what I'm saying, or vibing to whatever's going on and just wants to ask questions? Because the way I hear it is, you know, if I'm 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 an artist that's coming up, you know, and I'm I'm in the studio with Terrace Martin, you know, mm-hmm. or I'm in the studio with, with with Teddy Riley, and I I'm just curious, you know, I'm curious nature, you know what I'm saying? I, I just want to ask questions. Is it then off the limits to do it then, or is is certain time frames when you can actually make that shit happen? It's I think it's just timing. This feels you right. know, it's timing for me. Um, if I'm working and writing a song or I'm in tune, my, I don't don't ask me no questions. Cause you, you you're 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 you know? you're open person. You're you're, very I, I'm friendly. I'm open, but but you still have to respect the art form and the music. You have gotcha. to be very disciplined mm-hmm. and very serious about this art form if you want to do it for a living. So you have to respect the studio like a sensei, a karate master would would, would respect the dojo. Yeah. You know, a studio. These are studios are expensive, by the way. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean the ones I work in. Right. You know what I'm saying? But so it's, it's that's not the time. To ask questions, unless I unless we I invite that, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. But like I said to everybody out there, that's a new artist or even an old artist that ain't got it yet. But if if you know, you will learn so much if you just be quiet in the room. Yeah. Because like, what are you really going to say to that person? Yeah. Where was you? I'm trying to do something new. Are you are you about to make me reflect on the old record? Yeah. When I'm doing something new. Okay. New shit. So let's talk about the old shit while and, I'm doing something new. And I'll bring that up only because we we recently had Preston Harris here, <clears throat> and he said. You had to pull him aside when when you guys were in one of the sessions. You oh fuck, you. dude! Yeah, <laughs> you damn. Caught, you caught him in there for uh, a session for to pimp a butterfly, and in one of those sessions, he just he said he just geeked out. He was in fan mode. Yeah, he you went. I mean? Yeah, but but you know what? To to his defense, see, I I know where his heart is at. He don't mean no harm. So I didn't get at him. I just taught him something that I learned. So. um 
But he did. He did. He he snuck his fan mode in real smooth. <laughs> so it was me, him, and Kendrick was in the room. You know. What the hell? Look at the spirit of God. Hey, we back on that fast. Okay, so anyway, so, yeah. Anyway, didn't hear yeah, that. So, uh, so you know, Kendrick walked in the, in the room. Uh, Preston had just got them doing some vocals for mm-hmm. him. Kendrick walked in the room. You know, he don't. You know, you know, Ken, he don't. He don't talk like it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. Okay. Yeah. For sure. yeah. Cool. So, bop, bang. So he was just sitting vibing to the music. He was in his zone. He was vibing. Look, he's a nice guy. Dot Dot is a nice guy. So he just vibing. And then Preston eats his little ass over Nick next to him, close. Start bobbing his head too. And bobbing his head too. (laughs) And then I look up and I see Preston like, hey, man. And I said, oh, shit. So, so, you know, because we don't, just not to be funny, but them two Pimper Butterfly sessions was serious. Yeah, yeah, that's what he said. Mm serious that shit was like the panthers and <laughs> it was just serious and no fucking pork and it was just serious man you're gonna any, any kind of texturizer you're getting kicked out i think the only person i seen white there was the pizza man <laughs> we didn't let him in that i'm playing just joking but for the most part you know he was just sitting there and he started asking Kenneth some questions which is the questions was cool but it was just it wasn't the time, the time you know it wasn't the time because um you could easily fuck yourself out of a situation like right, that right. when you think you're trying to help. All right, closed mouth don't get fed. Closed mouth don't get fed. That's some slave shit. Mm. That's some slave shit to me. Closed mouth do get fed. You be eating somebody instead of somebody giving you half a burger, they may give you a whole meal. Mm. Just eat, just be cool. And instead of asking some or, you know, bring something to the table. Warm somebody up. Bring a bottle. <laughs> I don't know. Right, I mean, whatever right. that person likes. Bring yeah. some music or bring some ideas. Like, give something and then ask for something. Got you. You understand what I'm saying? Until then, you were fucking intern. So, respect that. Because I'm an intern to somebody still. It's still levels. Yeah. You know? It's still levels. I'm an intern to Quincy Jones. I, I don't say nothing. That. Yeah, I want to talk he, about that. I don't, too. even if the sky is uh, black and he say it's red. I'm, it, 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 it's, yep, you it's, know, it do come red, red. It, Q, it's red, Q. <laughs> it so is red. Whatever you say. You know, because I'm, whatever. It got to be some sense of truth in that because he's older, wiser. So let me not just flood him with questions. Let me just, you know, fuck. Right. Let me bring him something to even make him, you know, let me just bring something to the Bring guy. something to the table. And I think that's the thing with a lot of these new artists, dog, because of the internet, it's a strong sense of entitlement. Mm. It's a strong sense of entitlement. And this is why a lot of cats don't make it or don't even survive in this business. You know what I'm saying? Like, people feel like, yo, I'm dope. You got to listen to this. No, no nigga, no, I don't. Right. <laughs> This L is a million dope people on every corner. Right. The thing that's gonna separate you is your spirit and your personality. Let it flourish. I know about like I say, rap is like basketball. Every nigga got a little bit of game. Right. That's a you know, that's why I don't rap. It's too many dope motherfuckers. I got to stand out, baby. But you know what's funny though? <laughs> you know what's funny is that one of my one of my first um records of hearing of Terrace Martin and like I said, we've known each other for years, man, and this this record right here, we're drink we're drinking buddies. We're drinking right? buddies. But this record right here made me want to reach out to you and say, man, I I gotta see what this dude is about. This is back, back when I was at Long Beach State doing homegrown radio. Damn. From there, and I pulled up on you. I, I hit you on the MySpace. I'm like, hey, bro, you got some shit right before Signal Flow dropped. You had like two, maybe four songs on the MySpace. And this was one of them. And we're going to come right back after this, man. This this is one of the first records that I heard from Terrace Martin. I'm like, yo, this dude is fucking talented, man. I 
this breathes through it It's not my voice, let the keys do it It's not my choice, I receive music I was conceived to it My mama sang a heart out while my daddy drummed I remember the day that changed my fate 88 Rodeum agent Steve Yeah, he gave me a tape And W.A. took it home Put on my headphones My mom was blown from that day on Walk the talk different You walk and I'm tripping Hanging out the dark in the park And start ripping Riding with the Rollins Riding in them Stolens My mama got the whip Got pissed and yelled Hold it, set me down, talk shit, and she slapped me round, sent me to my room so I could listen to my boom box. I wonder how Dre's kicks made the room knock, snares and hi-hats, I gotta try that, hit the music store MP, I gotta buy that, play the keys on top, I gotta ride that. Years passed, I expanded my ear, Jay Dilla, high-tech, quick DJ premiere, and I stayed with my saxophone, can't leave my sax alone, blow my own horn with that cold train pain, Miles Davis swag, Charlie Parker Mojo, my style became good, get sold for it, get it, get it, get it. From time my mind traveled back in time, thinking I came up to my come up in the game, now I'm standing still, that's for real, so time my mind traveled back in Young great to display his rage. I was amazed how my group of game bangers went way major from the script and the silly shit on a piece of paper. Whoever knew one day I'd be all out. Dog pound gangsters riding around the dog house. Student of battle caddy taught me about the game. Superfly, the first gotta give your boy some change. Before I had a name, I put that on my sacred. Now it's three baby mamas and three kids later. The hood's still in me, but because I ain't there as much, you can tell some of the hood do envy. But I keep on smashing each. I come up in the game, now I'm standing still, that's for real, so my mind traveled back in time, thinking I came up, now I come up in the game, and that's why I'm standing still, that's for real, black to black, all around the world with this gift I got, stay true to it, keep shit moving, express me and be
Kind of fat, reminiscent of a whale. Young girls' desires for the females' dreams. I'll be the abstract poetic representing the queens. Socially, I'm not a name. Black and white got game. If you came to the jam, well, I'm glad you came. See, nigga first was used back in the deep south. Falling out between the dome of the white man's mouth. It means that we will never grow. You know the word dummy. Upper niggas in the community think it's crummy. But I don't. Neither does the youth, cause we am. Race adversity, it goes right with the race And being that we use it as a term of endearment Niggas start to bug to the domas where the fear went Now the little shorty say it all of the time And a whole bunch of niggas throw the word in a rhyme Yo, I start to flinch as I try not to say it But my lips is like a oo-wop as I start to spray it My lips is like a oo-wop as I start to spray it My lips is like a oo-wop as I start to spray it The sucker nigga the Nigga, nigga I throw the sucker in the front for the ones that got Terrace Martin in the house right now, you know what I'm saying, uh, the Terrace Martin takeover, I was trying to find one of these songs uh, by none other than you, and I end up playing the wrong shit, but look, it's so we, we were talking about the, uh, the uh, uh, just a second ago, the, uh, what the fuck, the record I was just playing, uh, Tri-Core Quest, Tri-Core Quest. wow, just mm-hmm. fucking blacked out and shit, now, now why was that such an important record for you as well, man? Because Tri, first of all, I'm from the West Coast, and we like 808, right? You know, we like cutlasses with 415s where all you hear is high end and low end mm-hmm. and the trunk rattles and we don't understand shit, but we know how to lip every word, but we don't hear no words. Right. <laughs> so to me, that that was a thing when West Coast music was so girl, easy and it was, you know, the whole NWA movement was, was, was going is it was low end heavy music. So on the East Coast, to me, at that point, like New York, in my opinion, the New York records didn't have what, what I was Cert, what I it didn't have what I felt like I wanted no more mm. out of New York hip hop because West Coast was so dominant in my neighborhood in my life. So uh, Tri Call Quest came through and changed my perception of life you was like, fast. Oh, oh they fast. got that shit. <laughs> well, I was young and I was like, yo, what is this? And it was that's the first time I ever heard that music at that time called you know jazz yeah. over hip hop. I don't like saying that, but just so people can understand. Of but, course. Um, that was the first time I heard that fusion. So it was something that my father taught me to be so familiar with, but yet it felt so new because of the hip hop. And it was very, it was first in, in line. It wasn't second, third, fourth, fifth. It was the first. So that was just deep because then 
that old thing where I was young, growing up with jazz, but hated it. Mm-hmm. It triggered a nerve though, because now it's like it's digestible now. You know, and that that particular song was like that made me want to dig in to production and jazz. That particular song right there. So that's the that's the shit that actually got you into production. Yeah, yeah, Tribe Called Quest. I mean, I love Dr. Dre, and I still love him and everything. And he was the huge influence in my life and being from LA. But it was something about them. It was something about Ali. It was something about Q-Tip, Fife. It was just something about that energy, man. Like it was, it just felt. I don't know. It felt like my house. It felt like, you know, shit, brown leather couches with plastic still on. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And obviously at the time, I mean, the whole mimicry thing was there. So what, what what did you have to get in terms of equipment to really get started? What was the what was the producer starter kit at the time when you wanted to start producing? I started kind of advanced because my parents were in the music. Gotcha. So my first instrument was an SP-1200. Oh, shit. After SP-1200, it was an EPS-16+, plus, then an ASR-10. Then I went back to the SP. Then I got an NBC 60, 62, 3000. So my my, I've 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 been blessed to have a very very, very hardworking mother that just really believed in my gift. And no matter what, she always made sure I had the best drum machines. Some people would call it spoiled, but if you have a child, being in South Central Los Angeles with all kind of bullshit going around, then if he finds something positive to do, you need to spoil him. Yeah, yeah. You should, you know, because if you don't, he could turn the other way. Now, with with that, how long did it take you to actually learn these pieces of equipment? Uh, shit, man. Back then, man, you, we used to get them, cut cut the box open, plug it up, and just instantly. We didn't read no manuals <laughs> and just, just press just the button, button, man. And, <laughs> you know, but um, but uh, when I got to the EPS, man, my cousin uh, DJ Fresh Cuts out of Bakersfield, California, he had an EPS too, so he right. he taught me how to sample, and that's when I was um. I was sampling a lot of records, a lot of drum sounds. You know, I used to take time and sample all my snares and sample kick drums and hi-hats, and I would sample. This is before I learned how to play keyboard, so I would sample bass lines. I remember taking the, the Technique 1200, and to make that bass sound, I, uh, somebody, I think I read some, but to make that, I didn't read nothing. I just kind of figured this <laughs> shit out, honestly. But somebody told me to make that sub sound. Like try call quest, I gotta get a keyboard or something. But I didn't have no all I had I had a keyboard but only sample. Yeah. So I used to play wax and you know, when you lift up a needle sometime, you put your fingertip on the needle, sometimes you got a little fuzzy on the needle, you lick your finger and you put it on the needle, it does a Yeah. So I said, Whoa, I'm already sampling records and I saw the meter go up on my keyboard. So I said, Shit, so sample. Three seconds, loop it. Keep going, you know what I'm saying? So now I'm able to stretch it on the keyboard. So you understood that? No, I didn't. Oh, okay. I, I just listened to Try Call Quest and, you know, wow. with, I, with with music, if you don't get that one note, it's either a half step up or a half step down. Mm. So I got a little time to figure out, you know what I'm but saying? Is, yeah. Yeah, but Try Call Quest made me, they drove that spirit into me to make me want to learn. Yeah. You know, I wasn't like, man, I was trying to steal and do weird <laughs> shit. I wasn't trying to fight because I, I came, I, I was fat with asthma, so my fighting skills was man down. I always right, had big right, cousins right, and right. brothers at gangbang, so that was cool. But, man, yeah, Tri-Call Quest made me open up this brain, man. All right, so, I mean, other people, we were talking about, you know, the the, the correlations between the music then and, and you're your, your working on, on Kendrick's album now. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Talk about that. I, I want to say the the first time you got called for the record. How, how did everything get introduced in, in terms of actually getting on that particular record? Because you're on quite a few shit on there. 
Yeah, we don't we don't look at it as. I mean, it's with TDE. It's, it's always it's always a core crew producers always has been. You know what I'm saying? Rather it's Willie B, Hutch, uh, Tay Beats. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's them. But then it's 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 like they was there, but that's kind of still the, the the second string. That's still the A team. Of course, it's just the second string. Yeah. The first string was just me and Soundway. Right. You see what I'm saying? So it's like it's kind of like a, it's kind of like forever. It was like me, J Rock, Soundwave, right, 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 right. and Kendrick, and you know that was forever mm-hmm. for a long time. So. And then the other cats came through, which inspired a whole nother sound. Sound, right. Because I was playing back then, so the sound I was giving them was very playing West Coast. Then you got these other cats. You got Hush and Willie B, which were like sample, but they found the hip shit to sample. Right, right. Everybody can't do that sampling thing. Mm -hmm. I'm not against sampling. I'm just against... Taking an eight bar loop and keep looping that shit right, over and over. You gotta, you gotta yeah. make 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 it some music. Come and on shit. now, yeah. say it, don't spray. It, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But uh, it just kind of it just kind of happened, man. It's like it, it it's not a thing where how'd I get on that record? Is I was just involved with the pulse of the whole company since day one. But but I felt like it was a little different on this side on this particular record because mm-hmm. it was more records involved. Like how did you get involved with? the foundation of the sound of that record, you know what I'm saying? Versus, yeah. you know, putting your sound in, you know, Good yeah. Kid, Mad City. I think, you know, that's that's the thing where I, I never asked him that question, you know. It never was appropriate to ask that. It was just, We were just going. But if I could say it, I, I think, um, you know, it's, it's a story to this record, like just one of the, it's a million of them, but a quick one is, um, if you listen to the concept of the record and songs like Home and, you know, well, it's not called Home now. Now it's called Mama. See, the, all, it's crazy. like a yeah, bunch yeah, of different titles different. now right, on the record right, that right, right, right. my hard drive says <laughs> different. So yeah. I'm, you know, I'm calling the original <laughs> titles. But, uh, you know, just 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 the whole thing about, like, like bringing it back home, you mm. know. Soundwave name is all over that record. That's the first one. He's the first guy. Mm. You know what I'm saying? It's like he bought it back home first. First, bam. Yeah. And then him and Soundwave decided, yo, let's get Terrence. Bam, come on. Because he had the ball sometime in this game. You know, when you we I mean, you know, when you first get in, you you gotta do a few things. You know, you can't you can't you can't bring all the homies into the club just yet. Right, no, you got not just yet. I mean, you, know, you could sneak us in there here and there, you know, but we still It may not work in your best favor. We competing with the heavy yeah, heads, you know. Yeah. Until we prove otherwise, yeah. and I think we just prove otherwise. Through the first one and, you know, different movements that we were on on our individual levels with me, Robert, and Thundercat. Yeah. You know, so I think uh, I think everything just it, just it just worked out, man. But I think he just he just looked out. Yeah, Shit. but see, the thing is, like, out. <laughs> I, like I said, man, I, I've known you for, for some years, man. And you've been on projects. You've been on albums. You've 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 laid foundations for yeah, I ain't albums. been on nothing like this. But that's what I'm saying. It's a, and sense, I'm, I'm it's a, sense, of, it's a sense of pride I'm that I get humble. from you on yeah. this one. I'm going to be truthful. He looked out, homie. Mm-hmm. He kept his shit. It's a few niggas that keep his shitty in this game. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He 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 just he looked out. Yeah. You feel me? It's like it's a few folks that that could come sleep on my mama's couch. He one of them. Snoop is one of them. Corrupt is one of them. You feel me? It's yeah. only a few that could really sleep on my mama's couch. So it's, that's and I think that's just how we all look at each other. But I mean, you 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 were still able to bring in certain folks to kind of help out. Like again, we were talking to Preston. Preston mm-hmm. said, you know, you gave him a call. He didn't know what was going on, but it happened to be a Kendrick Lamar session. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? We were talking about Spud a second ago, you know what I'm saying, him playing the drums. Yeah. I mean, you're still you're still getting folks involved that you feel like can contribute to 
what's going on yeah. and, and really add flavor to to all of that. But it's it's your folks as well. Well, yeah. I mean, it, you know, I'm I'm a jazz musician, man. And the, the number one rule of being a jazz musician is two rules I've learned: is to each one teach one, and it's the fellowship. We are all about the fellowship. We're about going to the jam session, hearing new things, and meeting new people, and, and everything like that. And you know, the fellowship. So I had the opportunity to you know to get my homies on a record and uh they just wrote they did it you know because the energy that we was on it just so happens that god placed all these people in my life at such a young immature learning age where it's just you know i it's not by coincidence that robert glasper is one of my teachers or robert spud c writers are one of these are these are my influences one from houston one from dallas because when i first was coming up in la la wasn't fucking with me i had to go to dallas texas to really get it cracking with my musical thing so just bringing that energy back here and then turning it back into the West Coast thing, I always wanted to like just kind of pay the homies back however I possibly could and what other way with the fellowship on a number one record in the country. All right, so what I do want to talk about, I want I want you to Oh, play. y'all missed that? My bad. <laughs> no, you good. I want okay. you. <laughs> like, it, it didn't just say that like real, real quick. It is number one, by the way. You know what I'm saying? Uh, but what, what song do you feel like resonates with you the most after hearing the body of work? Cause I assume that once you, you, you're so locked in on this, you, you listen to record after record after uh-huh. record, certain records getting cut, certain records getting added on that you hear the final product. And you know, that was one thing I, I asked you, you was like, man, I ain't even heard, I ain't even heard the album in its, in its entirety. entirety after it's been dropped. You know, yeah. so of course you've heard it in its final mixing stages and things like that, but after it's been dropped. So w- after hearing it going through the whole album, which song resonated with you the most mama mama oh man that's my favorite song on the record i remember playing hearing that beat man that you know he had did a i think it was just the first verse i'm not i don't remember the whole thing but i heard that beat i think a kid named knowledge did the beat knowledge is that his name where's he from knowledge from virginia Il, Il camille believes we don't know that for sure for sure but okay with knowledge he did that beat i never met the kid ever but uh Kendrick played me that I think I, don't, I think he's had a verse or two. I'm not sure, I mean, but that that record just it it really just felt like a way. You know what I mean? It felt like it gave me the energy of like Dilla, Battle Cat, just that whole slump. Set me all and these it, people that influenced you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It gave me that feeling, and then he's like, "Yo, you want to? You know, can you play some bass on?" I'm like, "What? <laughs> of course. What? Why so not? you know." play bass and keys and talk box I mean vocal order and you know that that record moves me the most that and then second is a uh, mortal man cuz that can relate to everybody especially when people lose faith in you rather no matter what you do in life people always want to lose faith and then when you get back right they want to dick ride and that's just how it go all right, so let's get into these couple of records right now, man. Terrace Martin is taking over, man. Homegrownradio.net bring the radio back to its roots and we doing it like this. <laughs> We don't share the same synonym, far back Been in it before internet had new acts Mimicking radios, nemesis made me whack My innocence limited, the experience lacked 
ten of us with no tentative tactic that cracked. The mind of a literate writer, but I did it in fact. You admitted it once I submitted it, wrapped in plastic. Remember scribbling, scratching, diligent sentences backwards, visiting freestyle ciphers for your reaction. Now I can live in this stadium, pack it the fastest. Gambling, Benjamin, benefit, sending in traffic, spinning women in cartwheels, linen fabric on fashion, winning in every decision. Kendrick is master that mastered it, isn't it? Lovely how menaces turn attraction, pivoting rappers, finishing fraction while writing blue magic. Thank God for rap. I would say it got me a plaque, but what's better than that? The fact it brought me back home. I know everything, know myself, I know morality, spirituality, good and bad health, I know fatality might haunt you, I know everything, I know Compton, I know street shit, I know shit that's conscious, I know everything, I know lawyers, advertisement and sponsors, I know wisdom, I know bad religion, I know good karma, I know everything, I know history, I know the universe works mentally, I know the perks of bullshit, is it meant for me, I know everything, I know cars, clothes, hoes and money, I know loyalty, I know respect, I know those that's unreal, I know everything, the highs, the lows, the groupies, the Junkies. I know if I'm generous at heart, I don't need recognition. The way I'm rewarded, well, that's God's decision. I know you know that line's for Compton School District. Just give it to the kids, don't gossip about how it's distributed. I know how people work. I know the price of life, I'm knowing how much it's worth. I know what I know, and I know it well not to ever forget. Until I realized I didn't know shit the day I came home. Boy that resembled my features, nappy afro, gap in the smile, hand me down sneakers, bounce through the crowd. Running number home men and women that crossed him. Some beaming on his BDBs, exhausted. Tossing footballs with his ashy black ankles. Breaking new laws, mama passed on home training. He looked at me and said, Kendrick, you do know my language. You just forgot because of what public schools had painted. Oh, I forgot, don't kill my vibe, that's right, you're famous. I used to watch your channel 5, TV was taken. But never mind, you're here right now, don't you mistake it, it's just a new trip. Take a glimpse of your family ancestor, make a new list of everything you thought was progress and that was bullshit. I know your life is full of turmoil, you're spoiled by fantasies of who you are. I feel bad for you, I can attempt to enlighten you without frightening you. If you resist, I back off quick, go catch a flight or two. But if you pick destiny, hover, rest in peace, then be an advocate. Tell your homies, especially, to come back home.
Hard times like yeah, bad trips like yeah. Nazareth, I'm fucked up, homie. You fucked up, but if God got us, then we gon' be alright. Right, nigga, we gon' be alright. Nigga, we gon' be alright. We gon' be alright. Do you hear me? Do you feel me? We gon' be alright. Nigga, we gon' be alright. Huh? We gon' be alright. Nigga, we gon' be alright. Do you hear me? Do you feel me? We gon' be alright. Uh, and when I wake up, I recognize you looking at me for the pay cut. Bahamas, I be looking at you from the face down. One Mac 11, even boom with the bass down. Skimming, and let me tell you about my life. Painkillers only put me in a twilight. With pretty pussy and Benjamin is the highlight. Now tell my mama I love her, but this what I like. Lord knows. 20 of them in my Chevy, tell them all to come and get me. Reaping everything I sow, so my karma come in heaven. No preliminary hearings on my record. I'm a motherfucking gangster in silence for the record. Uh. Tell the world I knew it's too late. Boys and girls, I think I've gone great. Trying to set my face this all day. Won't you please believe when I say? When you know we've been hurt, been down before, nigga. When our pride was low, looking at the world like where do we go, nigga? And we hate poor, poor. Wanna kill us dead in the street for sure, nigga. I'm at the preacher's door. My knees getting weak and my gun might blow, but we gon' be alright, alright, nigga. We gon' be alright, nigga. We gon' be alright. We gon' be alright. Do you hear me? Do you feel me? Motherfucker, you can live with them all. I can see the evil, I can tell it. I know it's illegal, I don't think about it. I deposit every other zero, thinking of my partner. Put the candy painted on a Rico, digging in my pocket. In a profit big enough to feed you every day, my logic. Get another dollar just to keep you in the presence of your Chico. Ah! I don't talk about it, be about it. Every day I seek you. If I got it, then you know you got it. Heaven, I can reach you. Pet up, pet up, pet up, my dog, that's all. Big back and chat, I trapped the back for y'all. I rap, I black on tracks, so arrest the show. My rights, my wrongs, I write till I'm right with God. When you know. We've been hurt, been down before, nigga. When our pride was low, looking at the world like where do we go, nigga? And we hate poor, poor. Wanna kill us dead in the street for sure, nigga? I'm at the preacher's door, my knees getting weak and my gun might blow, but we gon' be alright, alright, nigga. We gon' be alright, nigga. We gon' be alright, we gon' be alright. Do you hear me? Do you feel me? We gon' be alright. I remember you was conflicted, misusing your influence. Sometimes I did the same, abusing my power full of resentment, resentment that turned into a deep depression. Found myself screaming in the hotel room. I didn't want to self-destruct. The evils of Lucy was all around me, so I went running for answers. <laughs>
Nelson Mandela. Hope my flow stay propelling. Let these words be your earth and moon. You consume every message. As I lead this army, make room for mistakes and depression. And with that being said, my nigga, let me ask this question. When shit hit the fan, is you still a fan? When shit hit the fan. One, two, one, two, one, two. Uh, when shit hit the fan, is you still a fan? When shit hit the fan, is you still a fan? The ghost of Mandela, hope my flow stay propelling. Let these words be your earth and moon, you consume every message. As I lead this army, make room for mistakes and depression. And with that being said, my nigga, let me ask this question. When shit hit the fan, is you still a fan? When shit hit the fan, is you still a fan? Won't you look to your left and right, make sure you ask your friends. When shit hit the fan, is you still a fan? Do you believe in me? Are you deceiving me? Could I let you down easily? Is your heart where it need to be? Is your smile on permanent? Is your foul on lifetime? What you know where the sermon is? If I died in this next line? If I'm tried in the court of law? If the industry cut me off? If the government want me dead? Pack cocaine in my car? Would you judge me a drughead? Or see me as Kayla Ma? Or question my character and degrade me on every block? Want you to love me like Nelson? Want you to hug me like Nelson? I freed you from being a slave in your mind. You're very welcome. You tell me my song is more than a song. It's surely a blessing. But a prophet ain't a prophet till he asks you this question. When shit hit the fan, is you still a fan? When shit hit the fan, is you still a fan? Won't you look to your left and right? Make sure you ask your friends. When shit hit the fan, is you still a fan? The ghost of Mandela, hope my flow stay propelling. Let my word be your earth and moon, you consume every message. As I lead this army, make room for mistakes and depression. And with that, do you believe in me? How much you believe in her? Think she gon' stick around if them 25 years occur? You think he gon' hold you down when you down beyond bars hurt? You think y'all on common ground if you promise to be the first? Can you be immortalized without your life being expired? Even though y'all share the same blood, is it worth the time? Like who got your best interest? Like how much are you dependent? How clutch are the people that say they love you and who pretended? How tough is your skin when they turn you in? Do you show forgiveness? What brush do you bend with dust in your shoulders from being offended? What kind of den did they put you in when the lions start hissing? What kind of bridge did they burn with? Revenge in your mind when it's mentioned. You wanna love like Nelson. You wanna be like Nelson. You wanna walk in his shoes, but your peacemaker seldom. You wanna be remembered and deliver the message that considered the blessing of everyone. This your lesson for everyone. Say when shit hit the fan, is you still a fan? When shit hit the fan, is you still a fan? Won't you look to your left and right? Make sure you ask your friends. When shit hit the fan, is you still a fan? The voice of Mandela, hope this flow stay propelling Let my word be your earth and moon, you consume every message As I lead this army, make room for mistakes and depression And if you riding with me, nigga I've been roared off before, I got abandonment issues I hold grudges like bad judges, don't let me present you That's not Nelson like, want you to love me like Nelson I went to Robbins Island analyzing, that's where his cell is So I can find clarity, like how much you cherish me Is this relationship a fake or real as the heavens be? See, I gotta question it all, family Friends, fans, cats, dogs, trees, plants, grass, how the wind blow, Murphy's Law, Generation X, will I ever be your ex? Flaws of a baby step, marred by the mouth of bit, paws put me under stress, crawled under rocks, ducky y'all, it's respect but then tomorrow, put my back against the wall, how many leaders you said you needed, then left them for dead, is it Moses, is it Huey Newton or Detroit Red, is it Martin Luther, JFK, shooter, you assassin, is it Jackie, is it Jesse, oh I know it's Michael Jackson, oh, when shit hit the fan, is you still a fan? When shit hit the fan, is you still a fan? That nigga gave us Billy Jean, you say he touched those kids? When shit hit the fan, is you still a fan? The ghost of Mandela.
Mandela Hope my flow stay propelling Let my word be your earth and moon You consume every message As I lead this army Make room for mistakes and depression And if you ride with me nigga Let me ask this question nigga Homegrown Radio.net Bringing radio back to its roots We got Terrace Martin in the house with us right now Man, the Terrace Martin takeover uh, Shit, we're talking about everything from early days to we, we just got through with uh, Tip of Pimp a Butterfly And uh, you got a new project, new album on the way mm-hmm. um, uh, You know, seen on social media you, you finished with it now or what's going on? Almost I'm almost finished with it, man. Velvet po- Portraits. Velvet Portraits. Velvet Bam. Portraits. Bam. That's the name of the project. Um, obviously, you don't really have a date. You know, everything's still kind of in, yeah, in the process yeah. but, of but, but summer, you know, summer, sometime, early summer. Sometime. Before August. Okay. I hope. Now, yeah, tell, tell people what, what the meaning behind the name is. My 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 favorite form of that, you know, that kind of art is like, I like the old school Velvet Portraits because when I was young, like, everybody in the ghetto had a velvet portrait, like, in the late 80s, early 90s. Shit you could feel. Yeah, shit you could, you could touch it. It was always, like, and it always represented love, like, a random black woman with her nipples out with an afro. Yeah. And then, like... The nipples uh, are velvet, though. Yeah, velvet nipples, man. Velvet Fucking nipples. amazing. Hello. And then some buff-ass black guy with an afro <laughs> behind her holding her, like, confident her. You know, you, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Or it, it was either that or it was, like, the signs, like, Capricorn, Aquarius. It was the glow-in-the-dark joints. Yeah. But, um... You know, when you touch a velvet portrait, it feels like something. It don't feel like paper. It don't, you know, it don't feel like a, a canvas. A canvas feels rough. You know what I'm saying? A velvet portrait is very soft, and you can feel the grooves and the artwork and everything, but it, it's a sense of reality, and it's, it's, it's not a harsh sense of reality. It's a loving, soft sense of reality, but n- n- nonetheless, it's reality. Right. You know, so, and those were the p- things I always seen at my auntie's house in Bakersfield or coming back or in L.A., my other auntie's house. Velvet portraits, those big lamps that curve like a, Hell what's yeah. those lamps called? Nigga, I know the, you're those big that. ass lamps, yeah. and it was all like plastic. What's the plastic in the hallways? And when you flip them over, you can stab yourself in Man, the foot. Man, that used to stick your those, feet like a motherfucker. And the love beads going down. I, yeah. That's and that's what I remember. I remember yeah. that and Freddie Jackson kind of shit playing. Crazy. But velvet portraits, yeah. you know. So, um, I just wanted to do an album and, and just in tribute to that era for me. Just let it feel real, man. So let me ask you this. Do you plan on, and, and maybe it's something that you can possibly pull off, uh, maybe doing certain releases or a limited edition of maybe the cover, when, whenever you decide what the cover's going to be, to be Velvet Portraits? Yeah, I thought about that. That should be hard as fuck. thought about that. But we independent, <laughs> and the velvet portrait. You know, I'm I'm gonna have to take you up all yeah, for that. Everything yeah. is all me. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, but nah. You know, I say this. You know, I'm a. Um, I, you know, I've, I've always produced for mainstream artists, right, but right. my artistry has always been underground. <laughs> so you know, we we small company, business hours are from. Uh, right, right, right. But that, that's that's something in the world. I may have yeah. one velvet album. Just one, like. <laughs> Buy this motherfucker hundred thousand dollar velvet album. You gonna have that Wu Tang shit. Uh, yeah, man. The one album that's gonna be a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, I'll give you a bonus song of Rick James or something. Do, do you do you have um you know can can you speak on who's gonna be on it or at this point it's still vague? No, I can speak of... on you know, it's no secret. I'm I'm very loyal to the soil. I, I treat 
Remember, remember what I told you earlier? Like I was, I used to want to be a game banger. Hard to believe, right? <laughs> um, but though that that was the first sense of family I seen, mm-hmm. and camaraderie and fellowship was that. So my life is kind of it moves always like that, where I don't I don't move around with too many people. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't have no new friends. I'm not like the Drake song, but really, right, like you know, um, you know. I, I move my whole life move like that. So the people that's on my records are the same people that's been on my records since I started. Mm-hmm. They just so happen to be Robert Glasper, they Kendrick are, Lamar, yeah. Layla Hathaway, <clears throat> you know. But that's uh, James Fontleroy on the album, Layla Hathaway, Kendrick Lamar. Got production by Soundwave, got production by Love Dragon, and production by myself, uh, Robert Spud Seawright. Uh, you know, I, and I, I, I hope getting – I really want to get a few other more people on it. I'm looking for somebody new. You know, I've been hearing a lot of names ringing in these streets right now. I'll be at, pulling up on the little homies, asking them who's out here moving. I hear a few names, man. Is there the one you can you can speak on, or you just kind of want to keep it on the low? Right. What I'm hearing right now, uh, I hear about that kid, Kaz. Mm. I hear Dr. about, Dreamville. yeah, I hear, uh, I just heard about A1 yesterday at Shout Kitchen 24. Yeah. He like, yeah. A, a funny, no, but funny yeah. story, not even on it, because, you know, I, you know, not, but I was at Kitchen 24. Mm-hmm. And I ordered an omelet, and the lady came to me with a card. The bartender said, hey, these gentlemen over here just paid your food. Here's their card. And I like, okay, cool. I look at the card, and when I look up, they're right, they're right next to me. Bam. <laughs> I said, oh, shit, it's starting. <laughs> like, here we go. Nigga, here's the omelet. Yeah. Listen to my shit. But I was like, they was like, y'all, we want to. I said, oh, pull up a chair. Though. Y'all yeah. pay for my food. Pull right, up. Right. And I, they was young, like 20 years old. And I said, hey, who's I'm – I'm kind of I'm kind of not far removed, but I'm kind of removed. So who's – Who's bubbling? And those are the names they mentioned, man. They, you know, and Joe Moses is killing shit right now. I hear a lot. Yeah. These verses he's doing are excellent right now. So my ear is still in tune. Has to be in tune. And when it's not in tune, I know how to ask somebody. Got you. What's right. up? And, and that's good. Like you say, you, you, you're somebody that always is gra- gravitated towards the artists that are coming out there. You know, mm-hmm. you know, have artists with names, but at the same time, you're looking at the people that's out there. Well, yeah. Shit. And I feel like you, you draw from that energy. You have to because... It's a hunger that go with that, you know. Is I remember Wiz Khalifa. I remember Kendrick. When, I mean, they still have that thing. They still are special artists. But it was. It's. It's just a hunger when you meet somebody that ain't ain't really cracked yet, but he he wants to win real bad. Right. So when you see that, do music with him. Fellowship. That's yeah. the jab musicianship. Fellowship. It's not about money. It's about you know. If if you feel that one is deserving of that, to help them grow. Yeah. You know. But that's not something we just hand over. Nah, not at all. I don't just hand it over. You, you know, I, I want to feel it spiritually if you're really with this art shit. And, and that, that brings to a good point with you and your relationship with Quincy Jones, man. Talk about that because that's obviously a legend in the game. Yeah, you know, and, yeah and, man. And how, how, did, how did that relationship flourish? Man, that um, I met Quincy through Snoop. Snoop asked me who did I want to work with, you know. And it's, well, go ahead. And Snoop with me, I was kind of spoiled by Snoop Young, you know. That was my first entrance into the game. Mm-hmm. You know, that's still my big brother. We talk at least once a week and everything, you know. So, you know, he you know, he asked me who do I want to work with. Quincy. And I said Quincy Jones. But what was it about Quincy that you said he would be the person, I mean? That because Quincy is the first, is the leader of Bridging Gaps. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, no, 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 no. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. My, I, I would say Miles Davis. But but Quincy is part of that whole bridging the gap. How, how thing. did you get a sense of knowing that? Like even with studying, like how did you get a sense of just knowing the history like that? 
asking questions, and I was fortunate to grow up in Los Angeles with a mentor named Reggie Andrews and Billy Higgins. Mm. And uh, Billy Higgins was, the, is, you know, was the world's most recorded jazz drummer on, in the world. Wow. But he's right from Los Angeles, and he went to Jefferson High back in the day and everything. But he was, he, he was on all the jazz records I grew up listening to, like Dexter Gordon, Lee Morgan, Jackie McLean, Sonny Stitt, McCoy Tyner, Herbie Hancock, Wynn Kelly, so on, so on, and so on. So he had these firsthand stories because he was part of the history, and I, I grew up closely with him. So I was able to get the jazz history deeply from him and cast light every time we come to town. Elvin Jones or Jack McLean or Herbie come give clinics or playing with Art Farmer, just, you know, Benny Golson or different jazz cast young. So that's where that came from. My, my hip-hop knowledge really came from me just growing up in hip-hop. Mm-hmm. But then my deep, deep, deep West Coast knowledge came from 50% of me growing up, the other 50% Battle Cat. About to say, like, because Battle Cat was a, a, one of the pioneers of this West Coast shit. Absolutely. And, I, you know, I owe, I damn near owe a lot of my career to Battle Cat because his sound, his sound really moved, moved me like gospel music moved me. Like hearing I Won't Complain sing our Amazing Grace. His, the way he moves musically is like butter. He moves through the pulse like, you know, if the pulse is, he's doing this. He's ignoring it, but it's still a it's a, it's a consistent pulse. It's not necessary, you know. And he always detunes his keyboards where it's like four twenty. Being in tune is like four is being four okay, four. Niggas don't know what the I'm fuck sorry. I know. About. I know. I'm sorry. I was being, looking. I'm like four twenty. I mean, I know it's being about to be in tune. 20th. Being in tune to all the artists that use auto tune. You know. Auto-tune, you can look at the auto-tune plug-in. It says 440. If you put on auto-tune and detune it to 430, you'll be a little bit flat. You know what I'm saying? So that's just the tuning. But Battle Cat hears in his own, his intonation thing. And I think that's from Africa. That's from Africa because being in tune is a European thing. Mm. So he's deeply involved without even, he's just, his shit feels earthy. It feels brown like fall, like leaves. Like it feels... Like gorillas walking through the motherfucking swap meet <laughs> with meat coats on, dragging it in the mud, and they not getting Wait, wet. Just that's what his that. music feel like. You gorillas know? walking through the swap meet. That's what battle cab music feel like. No, 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 no. We can't tread lightly over that. Gorillas walking through the swap meet. Imagine gorillas walking to the Slauson. Are you gonna move out the way? Or are you gonna say, "Look out, homie"? Oh come on now, confidence. Oh shit, no that that that's that's but a, a great no, descriptor no, though. That's a great description, though. Just taking shit. You know, his, his music is very soulful, yeah. aggressive. Yeah. You know, because he has that Teddy Riley thing. Mm-hmm. He has that funk thing. He has that Bernard Wright thing. He has mm-hmm. that Grover Washington thing. He has that Herbie thing. You know, Battle Cat, I'll say on the West Coast, is the baddest motherfucker, mm-hmm. period. Yeah. Yeah. There is nobody badder than DJ Battle Cat. Period. Yeah. The way he here, and I've worked with all of them, man. Yeah, I've worked. We, we ain't got to go. We ain't yeah. got to go through none of the names. Yeah. And it's not personal. It's musical. Battle Cat is the baddest person I've ever seen in my life. To not know anything about the theory of music to make everything resolve and make sense. Mm. That's called a gift. That's not talent. Yeah. You know. So, so what do you feel that Terrace Martin fits into the whole grand scheme of things when it comes to the musicians, the arts, music, hip hop, jazz? Uh, Producers, rap, like all of this. What, 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 what do you want? What do you want your name to kind of fall into place into the whole grand scheme of things? As long as somebody could just pick up where I left off, man, and, and keep this shit going, and help out the next young cat that 
that really believes in it, you know, be careful who to hand it to because it's powerful. Mm. You can use it for good or evil, you know. Sometimes I tread between both. Mm. Who knows? But just to give somebody, you know, the each one to each one. Yeah. Somebody on your door. Nah, that's all good. We talking, bro. Do they always been like that on the door? They do. I mean, but the music is always I mean, boring. do I call, <clears throat> man, do I got to call these other niggas up here, man? Hey, you might have to Come do on, man. Nah, nah. I, but I, I think that you, I mean, from everything that we talked about, I feel like you're the pers- perfect person that embodies everything about musicianship, mm. West Coast, hip-hop, and just music in general. You know what I'm saying? Because you understand it all. And anybody that's under you at this point, you're going to do a great service too. You know what I'm saying? Because you're going to pass them the knowledge and you're going you're gonna to do them right by understanding this whole shit. I'm trying to hear you talk. It's just, I, I hear a strange energy. Hold on. So that's that music shit right there. That's that music shit. He he's going over there to check different shit. He don't understand what's going on. We over here live. This nigga just walked out. All right. So what I'm gonna do? <laughs> was that some gorillas walking? Was that was that gorillas walking? Yo, is that a is that the sound of gorillas walking? No. Okay, it's some different shit. That's lightweight. That's lightweight shit. All right, man. So I, I do want to get into a record because we, we're gonna, we're going to come to the close of of the takeover. We still going to hang out. Still, you yeah, know, shout out to Chef Tasha. Eat. You know, we got the food on deck. Um, but what do you feel like is a good? I, I really wanted to end on a record that a, a new record that you had or you playing the sax. One of those two. So if we had to do one of those two. Which one would you feel comfortable with doing? I don't know, man. I, I, I'm not into listening to my shit or anything, so it makes me feel awkward that way. But even, we've heard a lot of your shit. You know, can, can we play somebody different? Can we play Grover Washington right, Wine let, Light? Let me, let me ask you this. Can we play Grover Washington Wine Light? Yeah, yeah, we can do that. Okay, let me, cool. let me ask you this. You let promise me? You I promise, promise you. We, I'll you. type it up right now. Thank you. Can we, at one point throughout the night, can we hear either a new Velvet Portrait song or... Here you play the sax because I feel like we're gonna keep on pushing it over and pushing it over and pushing it over. It's gonna be 2025. No, but before listen, I have you play live we here. Should, listen, listen, I will bring in me and Spud will come in. I know you would. No, no, I, I know. I've been saying it for years, but listen, yeah, 2007. <laughs> Wait, look, come on, man, look. <laughs> we will come in when my album oh, is about to drop or drop shit. it. Here we go, Velvet Portraits. Because we, we got to make them come back and tune in, baby. Uh, here we go. Here we go. I mean, just just bring the saxophone upstairs and go, just something, so they can hear some shit. All right, so look, you said Grover Washington. Yeah. What's the name of the song? Wine Light. All right, man. Get Give people some shout but, outs. Yo, shout out. Wait, while, I, I want you to play this song because everything I inspire to be like is in this song. And saxophone wise, too. And this is Grover Washington, all the way from Philadelphia. Rest in peace. But he was a huge influence on everything that I do. Try Call Quest. Battle Cat, DJ Quick, Dr. Dre, everybody is influenced by Grover Washington. So I just want to end this night on Grover Washington, pay tribute to him because, you know, I pray that I become a third of what this man was. So let's just play his jam. And I want to send shouts out to everybody that's probably going to call and say I didn't say their name or whatever something is. But if I didn't say your name, it's probably because we haven't shared a musical moment together. And that's what it is, man. Peace, love, and soul. HomegrownRadio.net. I'm really joking. Well, I'm not. That's kind of arrogant how I left it, huh? You did. You did. It's cool, though. We'll see if we can get him to play the saxophone. Y'all stay tuned. We, we still going to play some good. more records. We ain't done yet. Y'all stay tuned. HomegrownRadio.net. Terrace Mart, The Takeover.
please let me make a true confession I have never been in love before But since you came in my direction I've had a change, a change of heart My girls had come a dime a dozen I fed them the things they love to hear I never was wanting for a lover But I never knew what true love was indeed Girl, I'm in love with you Sure as the sky is blue Just let me prove to you Yes, girl, my love is true Girl, I'm in love with you Sure as the sky is blue Just let me prove to you Yes, girl, my love is true Tinder For the very first time I'm for real You got me listening to my heart now You gotta believe How I feel I'm ready to become the giver Now that I realize it's give and take Ooh, Your love has broken my defenses
corners of this cocoon collide You'll slip through the cracks hoping that you'll survive Gather your weight, take a deep look inside Are you really who they are to lies? To pimp for butterflies At first I did love you But I just wanna fight Stroke like Cinerone Flash your little secretary bitch for the homies Blue-eyed devil with a fat-ass monkey I'ma buy a brand new Cuddy on Vos Trunk the hood up two times, do slow Platinum on everything, platinum on wet rain Married to the game and a bad bitch shows When I get signed on me, I'ma buy a strap Straight from the CIA, set it on my lap Take a few M16s to the hood Pass them all out on the black ones, good I'ma put the cop that swap me by the White House Republican run up, get signed out Hit the press with a Cuban link on my neck Uneducated, but I got a million dollar check like that We should never cave, we should never cave Take us money, go back home Money, go back home We should never cave, we should never cave Take us money, go back home Money, go back home Snipe your ass before 35. Yeah. Looking down is quite a drop.